Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Hello and welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, he's a stallion, I'm the enforcer, and we are fresh off a seven-day sabbatical for uh, the Christmas week, Christmas season. Joe, how was your Christmas? It sucked, Mike. How was yours? Uh, is it better knowing that Jasmine St. Clair will be making an appearance at the LAX Fan Fest uh, on February 29th, 2020? Is this uh, like 1997 Jasmine St. Clair? Well, Joe, I'm not sure, but we want to give uh, Damage 365 Radio Network Promotions uh, is hosting Jasmine St. Clair there. Curiously posting a picture of her in a Confederate flag bikini. Would not have been my go-to maneuver. Strong move in 2020, but do you want to go? <laughs> I mean, maybe if we get comped tickets, then I would I would consider <clears throat> attending. That would be the third thing I have booked for February 29th, 2020. Am I right, Joe? <laughs> That's true. So um, this week's show, we uh, it's we December suck. 26th, so it's the day after Christmas. When we're recording, and we thought it would be a good time to discuss our year-end awards for 2019, being that the year is coming to an end next week. 2019 is in the books. Joe, if you could compare 2019 to an animal's body part, what would it be? No pressure. No pressure? Mm-hmm. Uh, bull penis? <laughs> okay. Well, bull's dick it is, Joe. <laughs> if you were to gauge your expectations for 2020, what animal's body part would that be? A sloth. A sl- the entire sloth. Just a whole sloth, <laughs> I think. 
Um, Year of the Sloth in the Chinese calendar. Okay, good. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, something that's just, you know. How about a koala? I have low expectations, so I guess whatever whatever animal part you know equates to that would be what I would say. What about like a like a maggot? Yeah, it works. Or a barnacle, yeah. maybe. <laughs> Those things. Year of the sponge, twenty twenty. Yeah, that's that's probably what I would go with. Speaking of a bottom of the barrel, we're gonna kick off our twenty twenty all night awards. It's kind of one of my favorite uh, episodes of the year because. You know, it may it forces you to go back and look at the stuff that happened in 2020. I'm sorry, 2019. It's the 2019 awards going into 2020, right, Joe? That's correct. You are correct. All right. So the 2019 All Night Awards. It forces you to go back and look at all the stuff that you forgot that you watched and you had no idea it even happened once you go back and look it over. So speaking of things that suck, Joe, let's start with our disappointment of the year. I'm going to kick this one off. I have a feeling we're going to have the same answer. And my disappointment for the year of 2019 is everything and anything Ring of Honor. Uh, it's been bad, man. Final Battle had like, or whatever the show was in Hammerstein, I forget, last year. that Was that Final Battle we were at last year in Hammerstein? You mean, like, so when you say last we, year, you mean 2018 last year? Or like, oh no, this year. This year. When, where, what show did we go to in Hammerstein where they had 200 people there? We went to Manhattan. We went to Manhattan Mayhem, I believe. That's what um, it was. Yeah. Was maybe in May or somewhere around there, and it was not a sellout at Hammerstein, which is the first. They time didn't in a sell while. out the front row, let alone the entire place. Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting Company, who's got bajillions of dollars, and not one penny has gone into Ring of Honor. Um, the talent is there. The production value is not there. The TV time is not there. They pretty much funded um, AEW's All In and then let all their talent go there. It's been a tough year for Ring of Honor. There are plenty of talents there that I love, that I like, that I enjoy watching. But the the year that could have been for Ring of Honor is not. So uh, my disappointment of the year, 2019, Ring of Honor. So mine was SmackDown on Fox. That was my disappointment because these shows have gone through, Raw and SmackDown, of course, have gone through different reboots and restarts over the years with whatever, different people in charge, moving different nights, different networks, whatever it might be. And I think the move to Fox, people were pretty excited about at the time because, of course, it's it's a national cable network. Uh, They had more ability, I guess, to reach viewers and fans and i think some people were under the impression that the show might be more sports based uh there might be more stars on smackdown things like that and they pretty much after the first week when they had several big names on like the rock um brock lesnar won the wwe title and uh you're gonna interrupt me go ahead no i'm just gonna i'm not interrupting him Adding to this, the first week when they promoted like seven or eight guys that never even showed up on the show, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think like Stone Cold and people of that nature. So anyway, I think after like a week or two, it just went right back to being the same SmackDown show that had been on USA and, you know, Sci-Fi before that and whatever, you know, channel before that. So um, they did the brand split again, and it's no different than it was the last time. Um, 
You know, so it's, I think that's the biggest disappointment to me is I think that I was hoping they would make it maybe a more, you know, sports action type based show where matches would be more competitive or mean more or better angles or whatever. And instead we're getting, you know, uh, Roman Reigns covered in dog food. So SmackDown on Fox is my biggest disappointment for this year. Uh, and Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler chaining up uh, people. It should not be chained up on TV in 2019. But that's fine. Uh, yeah, man, that's a that's a great pick. I don't disagree with any of that. Um, it hasn't been a. Sh- I watched, I think, the first week, and then I watched. Oh, the actually the best SmackDown of the year was when everybody got stuck in uh, Buffalo or Canada or the UAE or whatever it was, and they had all the NXT guys on there. <laughs> that was the best SmackDown show. Let's head over to uh, Breakout Star of the Year. Joe, we'll go back and forth, so in case we have the same ones. Uh, give me your Breakout Star of the Year for 2019. So I went with MJF for this one, um, and it just seemed like he was a guy that I first heard of only last year. A young guy, uh, local guy, obviously, from Long Island. And uh, in that period of time, he wrestled on All In. He appears on MLW regularly and has signed a contract with AEW and appears on their weekly show and is involved in one of the top feuds in the company with Cody Rhodes. Uh, He, as we've talked about many times, is a very, very good interview, very good heel character, seems very over with the fans. So for a guy that young, who I only really had been able to follow for the last year, year and a half, uh, he is my breakout star for 2019. I have two guys for every cat for most categories, um, and I don't want to do the same. You know, pick the same one that you did. My number one was MJF as well. Um, however, I'm going to go with my uh, my backup pick for Breakout Star of the Year, and that is a friend of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, Shane Taylor. Man, last year Shane Taylor was uh, kind of uh, teetering into the the. The mid card, if you will. He was on the show, I believe, early 2018. It was right after Keith Lee had left. They had formed the Pretty Boy Killers. Shane Taylor came in with Keith Lee to Ring of Honor amongst uh, some fanfare. They wrestled the Briscoes a lot. And earlier this year, they gave him a World TV title run. And the guy has absolutely delivered on every single show. Um, Shane Taylor Promotions is what they ran with in Ring of Honor. He's kind of like the Floyd Mayweather. Um, he's a money fighter. He has, I mean, the guys has great matches with uh, up and down uh, Bandito. Uh, he wrestled Joe. Help me out. I, I he's he wrestled, Gordon. Uh, Jeff Cobb. I think I Jeff Cobb. Yep. Um, and amongst yeah, Bandito. He wrestled. He just uh, dropped the title to Dragon Lee last week, or I think it was a week or two ago. So Pro- yeah, you know, probably yeah. his best match yet. Um, but. Shane Taylor is a guy that many people are like, oh, he's a quote-unquote a good hand. And he established himself with his world TV title run. And kudos to Ring of Honor. I said Ring of Honor had a pretty disappointing year. One of the things he did right this year was uh, letting Shane Taylor get in matches and go 10, 15, 20 minutes and showing why he's you know, my breakout star of the year. So uh, where do you want to go next, Joe? We did. Uh, you want to go uh, tag team of the year? Sure. Why don't you kick us off? Tag team of the year. Heads back to me, my guys, Bob Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Undisputed Era. I mean, they are the only tag. The, my only gripe with them would be we don't see enough of them uh, tag team matches wise. I know Bob Fish is hurt right now, but every takeover, every NXT pay per view, the guys deliver. NXT tag team champions, Undisputed Era. You know, throw Roddy in there. I'm um, too handling all the gold. They're the 
number one established tag team for me in North America. It's got to be Bob Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, I, I went with uh, Lucha Brothers. Uh, I felt like, you know, for them too, you know, they, they'd they been on television in different places. I think they were in Impact at one point. They were in MLW oh, yeah. at one point. Um, but they're getting a little bit more exposure in the United States this year with the uh, advent of AEW and some other things. Um, I know they've wrestled on PWG shows as well, but I just think that they – their series of matches with the Bucks got a lot of attention. Um, they've had other good matches since joining AEW. Um, I just I haven't seen a bad match from them. I know they work in Mexico too, so I'm gonna go with I think Lucha Brothers deserve it this year uh, just for their you know wide variety of matches that they've had uh, over the course of 2019. You have any backup teams? Um, I think I mean you know the Young Bucks are always there, but. Uh, not you know, enough. I mean, they've had a different. Yeah, it's been a different kind of year for them. With uh, they didn't wrestle a whole lot in the, like the first half of the year. Um, you know, I mean, the Briscoes had a really cool year too. Uh, but I, I think for me, uh, Lucha Bros was the was the pick. Yeah, Briscoes and um, God were, were close to, for me. Those guys had a, a really solid year. So, <sighs> what do you want to do next, Joe? Pick the category. Uh, why don't we do female superstar of the year? All you. What do you got? I went with Io Shirai for Female Wrestler of the Year this year. And, I mean, there was a couple – I was trying to think of different people to consider, right? I considered Becky Lynch. You know, she was kind of the one, I think, from last year that it was a standout. But uh, I've kind of grown a little tired of her act, and I don't think she's had, like, this great string of matches throughout the course of the year. Um, I thought about Riho in AEW, but I didn't think she had enough time. Uh, same thing with Rhea Ripley. I think she's had a good last couple of months, but I really couldn't tell you much of what Rhea Ripley did the first like nine months of the year. Um, NXT UK kind of, you know, that's about it. Yeah. So Io Shirai, I thought had been the most consistent female wrestler that I've seen this year. She had a good series of matches with Shayna Baszler. She had a series of matches with Candice LeRae. Uh, she was part of the war games match. So I think she's done a lot of cool stuff. She did a heel turn during the course of the year that was not really expected. At least I wasn't expecting it. Um, so to me, I just thought she's been the most consistent quality in-ring uh, performer and overall women's character in 2019. <sighs> Had to go with Shayna Baszler. I'm not happy about it. I don't particularly care for Shayna Baszler all that much. Um, however, I will say the model of consistency, you don't see half of the mistakes um, in a Shayna Baszler match that you see from the uh, the normies or the four horse women on Raw and SmackDown. Um, she has a style. She has a formula. She sticks to it, and she's good at what she does. Um, so I'm going I'm to go to uh, Shayna Baszler on this one. I thought about Rhea Ripley as well, but like you said, I, I couldn't tell you what happened, what she did from uh, January to late September. So... Let's head over to, um, I guess we'll go with uh, Male Wrestler of the Year. This, man, this one was tough for me. I got uh, two guys sticking in my head. I have a feeling you're going to go with one of them, possibly the same two. Um, I'm going to go with Adam Cole. Adam Cole, to me, has been just the guy. 
He's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He's the guy that single-handedly saved... Uh, what we what weekend was that, Joe, when he had the a takeover? Was it Survivor Series? When he had like the takeover? He wrestled on NXT. He wrestled on TakeOver and then the Survivor Series. That was the... Yeah. That was the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, all his matches with Johnny Gargano. I mean, he won the NXT title when we were there in Connecticut. The guy has done everything right this year, and it's for fans of longtime fans of his, uh, like us. Put myself over. I don't ever. We were. We were fans of Adam. You, true story. Joe is the biggest Adam Cole fan for the longest time. Um, so to see him come to the forefront now, and I heard somebody talking about him recently. Oh, it was on uh, the Busted Open show. When somebody, I think Bully Ray or the host mentioned, uh, you know, they're worried because he might not be the biggest guy in the world. I'm like, dude, he literally, he, he saved your SmackDown, uh, your Survivor Series week. He wrestled every single night. He wrestled Daniel Bryan on SmackDown when half the plane got stuck in Indonesia. I forget where it was. But uh, Adam Cole, your NXT World Heavyweight Champion, he's my male wrestler of the year. Yeah, I, I think um, I had two guys listed as well, and I was going to just – originally I was just going to go with the opposite one just to be different for whichever one you picked in case we had the same two. Um, but I think I, I agree with, with your pick. I, I, I think Adam Cole deserves it because um, just he's been basically wrestling in main events the entire year. I think that's – for me, that makes a big factor in it. Um, you know, He's been around the NXT title for most of the year as well um and just you know now with nxt being on television every week and like you mentioned with nxt getting some i don't know whatever if you want to call main roster exposure with survivor series and and that type of thing so he's just been at the forefront of it for most of the year and uh i I gave it to him i mean will osprey was the other the other guy i had in mind um just was the quality matches that he had over the course of the year in japan um you know with the super juniors and uh then in the G1 and, and everything Abushi. else. Does, so. Yeah, so those are the two guys, but I think Cole deserves it because, you know, when, when he was in Ring of Honor, he was really good, and I was a, a big fan too, but his match quality um, is a lot better, I think, now. And I'm not sure if that's just based off of the opponents or he's gotten better or whatever it might be, but um, I haven't seen him have a bad match in a long time. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on, him, on uh, the wrestler of the year and uh, say Adam Cole. I'm going to also agree with you on what you said about um, his quality of matches going up from Ring of Honor. Uh, Adam Cole was an, a great gimmick. He had a, a great look. He had he was a great promo guy, and his matches were serviceable and beyond serviceable. But now it's like Adam Cole's like, all right, I'm I got to watch his promo, and I also have to watch him in the ring because um, he, there's uh, it was him and Ricochet is the other guy I feel like really benefited from going to WWE where their match quality just increased. And uh, WWE gets a, a bad rap on, um, you know, they come over and everybody sucks and they dull it down. And that, that's true for some people. But for guys like Adam Cole and Ricochet, I don't know what it was. If they maybe things just clicked because of their age um, and things like that. But they've really, to me, it's been a lot more uh, enjoyable in the uh, in under the WWE banner, if you will. The other guy I had on there for Male Wrestler of the Year uh, was Chris Jericho. Um, a lot for what he's done in the main event of AEW, but for also how he's been able to um, to really reinvent himself yet again for New Japan and being a guy. Yeah, Jericho's got a, a jacked dad bod look. That's that. Listen, that's the long and short of it. He's not. The truth is, the guy drinks, he parties, he's a rock star. 
let him do his thing. He's almost 50, and he works a different style. He very much has that New Japan mentality, right? Like that, like, Nuji, uh, Yuji Nagata style where it's like, all right, I can't do what I used to do, but I'm going to accentuate the things I can do to the umpteenth degree, make you want to watch my matches, and then, yeah. There's one more guy I had. I'm not going to go off into a tangent, but that was um, John Moxley. John Moxley has completely changed since he left the uh, WWE. His run in the G1 was amazing. What he's doing now in uh, AEW makes him feel special, and he's another guy that was able to really reinvent himself in 2019. That was my top five, I feel like. But all right. But number one, Adam Cole. Sweet. Um, how about we do a promotion of the year? <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, good. This is you. Go ahead. What do you got for me? <laughs> I, I, went, <clears throat> I went with AEW, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's too markish of me to do that. But the reason I, I went with them was because you know, they started the year as a brand new promotion in January. And where we are now is they've put on three pay-per-views this year, and they have a weekly TV show that started in October on TNT. And I think I heard today that their average attendance for the shows, which is basically all the TV shows and the pay-per-views, is about 6,200 people per show, which is pretty good, I feel like, for a promotion that started from you know the ground up this year. So I think that coupled with the fact that they are putting an emphasis on the in-ring product. And I've really enjoyed the Dynamite show. I mean, there are things about it that could be changed or it could be better. I'm not saying it's a perfect show. so. Um, but I just I, didn't, I, I gave them the nod for it just because, you know, what other promotion starts up and has 6,000 people coming to it per show and they're running decent-sized arenas and, you know, whatever amount of people are watching every week. So I, I went with AEW. Okay, listen, I went with New Japan, but I agree with everything you said about AEW. And the other thing that really goes um, majorly unnoticed is uh, AEW Dark is an extra hour and 10, hour and 50 minutes of pure wrestling you get every week for free. Mm -hmm. So kudos to them. I mean, those matches are, are they're, they're quality matches. Um, it's not like you're getting just quote-unquote dark matches. You're getting an extra card. You're, in essence, you're getting one hour of nxt per week that's kind of like what it is it's three matches every single week two or three interviews and a recap by tony shivani of what's going on so um I, I love what they're doing i love where they're going but because it's only been two months in i gotta go with the model of consistency and uh to me that's new japan pro wrestling especially because of wrestle kingdom and um the g1 this year the g1 this year uh was just amazing top to bottom the cast of characters in the G1 was the best it's ever been, and I watched every single night. So I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. I love the product that they put out, and every year it, it's, you know, you have your blowaway matches, but you never have that junk where you sit through a show and you're like, I just wasted three hours of my life or something like that. You know, like the bad stuff, the worst they're going to be, is average and the best they're going to be is setting the bar higher than ever before so for me the model of consistency is new japan pro wrestling so i don't think you can go wrong um with picking new japan or even nxt so i agree with all those no nxt was there too this um but you know let's take a little peek behind the curtain uh joe you're um you're having some issues with nxt well i think that 
the switch to or the you know I don't know whatever you want to call it the change to the two hour show every week is uh, has changed it a little bit for me. Uh, you know, it was different. It was a different model, right? They're doing one hour shows per week. They were taping, you know, once a month, whatever it might be. And uh, you know, I think now going live every week for two hours, it's not a bad show at all. Uh, it's just a little bit different. You know, the guys are having to appear a little bit more. Uh, they're having to work a little bit more. Um, you know, their their roster is it's not thin by any means, but they have to use other, you know, guys that uh, you know maybe they wouldn't be using regularly every week on their show. Because usually the shows were just one hour long, and then they're building to their takeover, right? So you'd have the top five feuds, and then maybe a couple feuds that don't make the pay-per-view. Um, now they have to, you know, stretch it out a little bit to get more people on the show every week. So um, yeah, I think you know it's just an adjustment for them, you know. Um, let's go with we have match of the year and we have card of the year. What do you want? Let's do card of the year. Card of the year, Joe. Uh, this is back to me. Yes. Wrestle Kingdom 13, top to bottom. Like, everything I just detailed of why New Japan is the promotion of the year for me is exemplified in Wrestle Kingdom 13. In no particular order on one show, you had Omega versus Tanahashi in the main event, Naito versus Jericho for the uh, IWGP IC title, Osprey versus Ibushi, and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tomohiro Ishii. You have, I think, an eight-match show or a nine-match show, and those are one, two, three. That's four of your matches. Like, it's I watched that show the most this year on replay as well. So to me, that's a big factor of it. But uh, for me, the card of the year was Wrestle Kingdom 13. Uh, I went with uh, NXT TakeOver New York, which was the show over WrestleMania weekend. I believe it was done on Friday night, I want to say. So we didn't go to it, so <clears throat> yeah, we didn't go to that one. We were we were at the G1 Supercard show the following night at MSG, which is the same night as the Hall of Fame. But uh either way, I think this this card featured the uh Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole 2 out of 3 falls match for the vacant NXT title that people really really raved about. It's about 40 minutes long. Um it also in uh, Walter defeated Pete Dunne for the NXT UK Championship on that show. Uh, Velveteen Dream beat Matt Riddle on that show, and it opened with War Raiders against Aleister Black and Ricochet uh, on that show as well. So I just think top to bottom, as far as match quality, you know, those matches, and there was a four-way women's match as well. Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane, uh, which was also pretty solid. I think all those matches you could probably rate three and a half stars or, or above. So just from a match quality standpoint, I uh, I thought that was the best card of the year. Just you know the, the usual NXT, the tight you know five five match card, two and a half three hours, um, and you're good to go. So that was my pick for card of the year. Yeah, but we watched that um, as well that weekend, and I, I would agree with you. You can't go wrong. Um, match of the year, Joe. What's your match of the year? So for me, there's so many. You know, it's hard to pick, right? I mean, I think a lot of people, when anybody ever is just doing these types of lists or they're trying to figure out match of the year, um, you know, you think about the quality of matches that wrestling fans get. You know, if you watch all the different promotions that we've talked about and probably even some of the ones that we don't, um, there's just so much good wrestling out there. So there's a lot to choose from. Uh, but I'll just, I'll say, you know, when I thought about what match that I really enjoy the most this year um, for a variety of different reasons. It was a match from night seven of the G1, 
it was Will Ospreay versus Okada uh, from that ma- from that tournament. So, you know, it's one of many matches that these guys have in the tournament, so I can't say that it meant any more than any of the other matches in the tournament or it wasn't for the title or anything like that. But just watching it, uh, you know, I was really... You know, those guys are two of the best right now. So I really couldn't ask for much more from them. I was even buying into Osprey potentially winning. Um, you know, they're both, I think, part of the chaos stable in New Japan. So it was just, it was just really good. Uh, you know, it's the, the kind of the usual New Japan close falls at the end, and um, you know, finisher, 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 kick out, whatever. So it's, it was just really good. I enjoyed that match the most. There's so many to choose from, whether it was from the G1 or New Japan in general or NXT or, um, you know, 205 Live. So there's just so much out there uh, to pick from. So that's the one that I went with. I knew what match I had. I just wasn't sure um, the date for it. It's funny you should say Will Ospreay versus Okada because I went Will Ospreay versus Shingo. The best of the Super Junior Finals. Um, it was the best match of the year and the best match, well, for me, and the best match I can remember seeing since, uh, I think, Omega Okada 2. I don't remember. But uh, it, it was every, it, the match was laid out the way a match like that should be. Shingo, the immovable beast. Uh, Will Ospreay having overcome obstacles to beat Shingo. It was dumbed down in a good way professional wrestling good guy versus bad guy crowd getting behind will osprey shingo is undefeated actually I, I don't think he was undefeated at this point i think he might have lost before that but regardless um i i can't when like you said when you said match of the year it's funny because i thought about will osprey and shingo and i also thought about will osprey and kota abushi at um wrestle kingdom so I think what that says is Will Ospreay like might be the best wrestler in the world, right? Is is that fair to say that the best wrestler who puts on the best wrestling matches, nothing else in the equation, is Will Ospreay? I think he's certainly a good choice for that. Um, you know, he's he's probably one of the few that you that you know, if you're if you're saying uh, you know just in ring matches. I mean, he's he's as good as it gets, uh, I think, right now. Um, any Will Osprey match, you know, at least for me, I, I look forward to watching, knowing that he's going to put on a really good performance. And his style's really changed, like not not drastically, but it's not the uh, the spot monkey style like it used to be. You know, like he does things with a purpose. He's added a lot into his arsenal, and he. It's funny to see. He's kind of like a young, uh, like, like Nova, right, in ECW. Like he, Nova would come out with these moves, and you'd see him on a Friday morning at 2 a.m., and then on Monday night, guess what? The moves that Nova did over the weekend were being done on Raw and SmackDown. That's what you're seeing. Like off the top of my head, Buddy Murphy, you know, the, uh, the cheeky Nando's kick. And um, there, uh, there's so many more that I can't think of right now, but Will Ospreay is that guy that even modern-day people pattern themselves after, so... That's it, man. That that wraps up our all-night awards for 2019. Joe, what is one thing, just one thing, you want to see in wrestling in 2020? And keep it PG. Oh, uh, one thing that I want to see in wrestling in 2020? How about uh, New Japan partnering up with AEW instead of Ring of Honor and uh, 
kind of adding a little bit of uh, spice to the uh, the mix on the Wednesday Night Wars and maybe having some New Japan guys travel over to the U.S. and vice versa and, um, you know, just maybe maybe sprucing up the uh, weekly wrestling wars on uh, Wednesdays. So you want the final nail in the coffin for Ring of Honor. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, the other thing is I, I was thinking recently how much recent – how many cards recently have they had – New Japan guys on maybe the last like I don't know six months or so. I mean I'm sure they've had some that I've, I'm probably forgetting about, but oh, um, God, yeah, God was the last I remember, and that was probably like midsummer, right? Maybe somewhere during yeah. the summer. Um, so I think the last like four or five months, like they didn't have anybody on Final Battle that I can think of from New Japan. They seem to be moving a little bit more towards um, you know some stuff from Mexico. CMLO, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I don't. Which I'm not gotta saying, be honest, Joe. Yeah. Sorry, not my cup of tea. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that signals anything for their relationship with New Japan or not. I don't. I'm not. I've not heard anything about that. So, um, I did see somebody. Somebody said the other day that Tanahashi said, if he beats Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, that he's going to challenge. He wanted to challenge him. Put out a challenge for the AEW title. I don't know if that's true, because the article was written in Japanese. Uh, so I couldn't say if the person was just trolling or not. Uh, but if so, that would be kind of cool. So that, that's what kind of got me thinking about it a little bit more, and maybe they'll be able to defrost whatever the relationship is between New Japan and AEW, and, and maybe that's what I would like to see happen in 2020. What, what about you? Wow, that's a that was a really great wish list. That was a, that was a great call. Um, what do I want to see happen in 2020 in professional wrestling? I want to see NXT move away from full sale. That's that's it. I'm tired of full sale. I'm tired of the small feel. Um, I don't mind a small feel like a oh dude. I I forget scratch it. I know what I want. I know what I want in 2020. You ready? I'm ready. I want NWA to come to New York, baby. I want power. I want Dawkins into the fire in New York, New Jersey. I want somewhere you and I can go see NWA. I want the NWA to put on pay-per-views every single month. I want NWA to come out with more question mark shirts. I want more Eli Drake shirts. I want more Josephus shirts. I want some Cowboy James Storm shirts. I want more merch. And I want RetroSoft's Retromania video game to come out, ASAFP. And I want Nick Aldis... Damn it. Who really should have been the male wrestler of the year for me that I'm thinking about it. Nick Aldis was a perfect champion this year, but on a bigger scale, I think next year he's going to be in that category because I really think the NWA is going to grow by leaps and bounds, but not outgrow themselves in 2020. So my predict, my, my wish list for 2020 is the NWA to grow and to prosper and to not challenge these other brands, Joe, but to be a niche for people like us like the viewers they have and just continue to do everything they're doing but even better that's a great that's a great choice i fully support that i thought you were going to jump into a blue chew read there for a second but you went in a different direction and i enjoyed it a lot i just want to let you know i kept the pg because i was like <laughs> there's a couple things you know what i yeah i don't want to uh so many things that i would like 
I don't know who's listening to the podcast. I know we have a couple sponsors. But if, uh, listen, speaking of Blue Chew, Christmas is over. Thank God. If you didn't get what you want mm-hmm. under the tree, mm-hmm. if you didn't stuff that stocking the way you'd like, all you have to do is go to bluechew.com and use our promo code. Is that what you want me to jump in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> use our promo code. It's all night long. Is all night it? long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Bluechew.com. Use our promo code. <laughs> all night long. <laughs> um, listen. Is it all night long? I think it is, right? I don't know. I put, think, it, yes. put it all night long. Put in all night long WP. One of them is going to work, and you'll get the first order free, right, with a $5 shipping and handling fee. That's it, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all night long. If it's not all night long, it's all night long WP, or it's tap out. It's one of the three. Try it. Tr- whatever you're going to do. I guarantee you the extra 45 seconds it's going to take for you to figure out our promo code, you're going to make up in the bedroom. And she, or he, I don't know, they're going to thank you for it. Bluechew.com promo code all night long. That's it. Yeah, and we got it. We're good. <laughs> we got this. Wrap this one up. Woof. Put it in the oven, baby. Turn it on 450. See if it bakes. Uh, next week, we're going to have our Wrestle Kingdom predictions. Um, maybe an interview. I don't know. We got a lot. To- oh, and do- Joe, what show are you going to be watching this week that we can review next week? Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be watching UK Rampage '92, I believe, uh, which is on the WWE Network. We received a request to hold on. Watch I'm gonna the put the kid over. Yeah, I'm gonna put him over. Hold on, find his Received name. a request, yeah. and you'll, you'll you'll get his name out there, and uh, for us to watch the show and then review it and do a review show. So in the next couple of weeks, in between. Um, like you said, the Wrestle Kingdom predictions and preview, um, potential interview. We're going to do a recap, a review of uh, UK Rampage Tour 1992. Nick Opaluski. We appreciate you, Nick. So we're going to, uh, next week, we might have a double show. I mean, we'll definitely get the Wrestle Kingdom one up. But, uh, you know, we'll have that. I, I've never seen it, Joe. Have you? I don't know if I have. I mean, I, I know I was. I was when they added a bunch of those like Coliseum video type shows. I started watching a few here and there, but I don't know if I've watched Rampage '92. And even if I have, I will certainly enjoy watching it once again. So there's no no issue for me there. Anything from that era of the WWF is fair game for me. So I'm uh, happy to watch it. And uh, in the next couple of weeks, we'll do a show reviewing it. Yeah, for sure. We appreciate everybody listening. Again, you can find us everywhere on social media at. All night long WP, Facebook.com slash all night long WP, YouTube.com slash all night long wrestling podcast. Yes. Yes. Um, listen, anywhere videos are sold, anywhere there's a media to be socialed, we're on there. All night long wrestling podcast. Find us, subscribe, rate, review, whatever it might be for the love of God. Get us to 10. Th- oh, yeah. 10,000 subscribers, likes, everything gets us a pro wrestling tea store. If you love animals and you're not a heartless bastard, you would love to buy our merch because portion of the proceeds are going to go to local animal shelters. And if you buy animals, you're an idiot. There we go. That's all I got. 
We are tapping out this week. He's the stallion. I'm the enforcer, and we're out of here.